This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Have you given blood lately? Have you given blood occasionally? I'd like to hear from you in the next few minutes. 416-360-0740. Toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I'm interested if you are a regular donor, why do you give blood? It's a question that we're asking because the Canadian Blood Services needs 25,000 donors to fill appointments by today, Labor Day. So if you're a regular donor, maybe it's an opportunity for you to explain why you continue to do so. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Alain St. Pierre is the Territory Manager at Canadian Blood Services, and she joins me on the line now. Alain, did you make the goal? Well, I think what it's important to understand is that it's a moving target. Um, It's not just fill the bank by today and then nothing further, but the blood has to be coming in constantly because the need never stops. I know it's a holiday today and many of us us are enjoying that family time, uh, you know, getting that last minute summer weather in and summer activities before everybody heads back to school. But I think what's important is for everyone to understand that the demand for blood never stops. You know, cancer patients, accident victims... Uh, people with blood disorders, they all rely on blood transfusions each and every day. So understanding that 25,000 is a moving target, at least uh, are you on the way to that? Did did the campaign have an effect on people to get them out to give blood? Well, I would say that I, I know that earlier this week, uh, I think it was around Tuesday, we still had about 5,000 open appointments across Ontario. Uh, and clinics are running every single day, including uh, today, the Labor Day holiday. We run clinics every day of the year, except for Christmas Day. And uh, and so while we've really been encouraging people to come out, um, you know, it is it is a challenging time for us. We've seen uh, a lot of no-shows at our clinics as people are trying to get that last-minute back-to-school shopping. Uh, and, and, you know, like you say, busy with those summer activities. It is a very, very challenging time for us. More so this coming week as Back-to-school activities happen, you know, registering Johnny for soccer, getting back into the regular routines. Uh, We tend to see a a lighter attendance at our clinic, and so it's really something we'd like to, you know, promote and let people know that we really need you this week to help build the bank back up uh, from anything that was used this weekend. Now, when you say appointments, does that mean that an appointment actually has to be made or you can just show up? We do have walk-in spots at our clinics, and we do try to accommodate uh, walk-in donors. Um, It helps us if we see donors make appointments. It helps us prepare. It helps us schedule things out. We can certainly only take so many donors at a time. So uh, while there are those walk-in spots, you may have to wait a little bit if you come in without an appointment. So it's always best to grab a spot if you can um, and understand that, you know, we're just trying to take everybody we can because this is a time where we really, really, really need it. Well, Elaine, we have Kim from Aurelia on the line. And she donates blood. Hi, Kim. 
Hi, Libby. How are you? It's Jane today, but no problem. Tell well, us. Sorry, Jane. No. Downtown Jane. That... Um, <laughs> yes, right. I deliver blood. Donate. I donate blood every three months uh-huh. that I'm supposed to. Now it's changed. It used to be for women. It was every two months, but it's every three months now because they found women's hemoglobin or their iron was down. So I donate every three months. Well, that's fantastic. It's in me to give. Yes. So I'm going to give it. And one day it could save a relative or a friend of mine. Or even a total stranger. How long have you been doing this? Uh, about three years now. I'm up to 40 donations now. Isn't that something? And, and Yeah, and the man across from me, like years ago, he used to be able to give it at 18 and whatever. And, you, and one of the men across from me years ago, I, he sat across from me and I said, when did you start delivering when you were born? Because he <laughs> donated 175 and he was a police officer up here and he got shot in the line of duty. And he told me his story, and he said he got started to deliver, donate blood because he uh, wanted to donate what was given to him. Well, Kim, when you go and you give blood, I mean, for people who might be a little nervous about doing it, reassure mm-hmm. them, tell them what the experience is like. I talk to them about it, yeah. And I congratulate the first-time donors and everything and say, you know, that's a great thing you're doing. I said, I've been doing it. You know, off and on since, well, basically it was 9-11 that really woke me up. Oh, okay. Yeah. And think that that's in me to give. I could save anybody. Kim, thanks and so I'd much. Like to talk to people that just are going to donate, that it's not as difficult as it looks. Right. And, you know, they, a lot of people don't because they say, oh, I'm squeamish of needles and whatever. And then they give you, don't they give you more of an excuse? It's not as hard as it looks. And and, if you can't donate, I can understand that. Thanks for calling in, Kim. Thanks very much. And also, too, I'm on medications. I don't know. This might help, too. People that are on medications for certain things and whatever, that's not the stigma anymore. Okay. People donate. You can donate as long as your medications agree with, you know, you have an interview with a nurse before you donate. Okay, let me, um, I thank you very much for your call. I'm going to let you go and ask Yelen about that. Uh, in terms of medications or medical history and that kind of thing, is there anything that prevents you from giving blood? Well, there is a number of things. Obviously, we do screen pretty uh, heavily, and we have some pretty uh, strict rules. Um, it uh, Basically, um, approximately one in two Canadians is eligible under our rules. And um, so basic things like you need to be 17 years old, um, and if you've had a tattoo or piercing in the last six months, you just have to wait six months for that to pass before you can donate again. And in terms of medications, um, there is a list uh, of uh, the top 40, but let's say, most commonly prescribed medications in the country. Uh, as to whether or not they're eligible or not eligible on our website, blood.ca. And so uh, that is a great point that Kim brought up. And first, I thank her for being a donor and for being an advocate for us up in Aurelia there. Um, but the, the the biggest point to, to, to you know understand is that it is a bit of a stigma. People think that, oh, I take a medication, therefore I can't. But I would really encourage everybody to go to our website, check out the eligibility quiz that's on there. Um, there's also a whole section called the ABCs of eligibility, and it covers, you know, basically everything you could think of wanting to ask uh, and and it covers a lot of the medication questions and there's always the option of giving us a call. Uh, we do have a contact center that's open 24-7 with nurses on hand as well and you can ask those uh, individual questions about your own health history and it may surprise you to learn um, you know that you can donate. So, 
And Elaine, you're treated really, I mean, it's an, it's a nice experience because there's a lot of appreciation for people who give their time and their blood. Uh, so they're, they're given little snacks and you rest, you chat with the nurse. It's, it's, a, it's a positive experience. It's a feel-good experience, right? And, and for me, I think it's also a community experience. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really when communities pull together. It has a certain feeling of, you know, the whole town, if you will, grabbing together and, and you know, trying to meet a goal. Because uh, outside of the GTA, for example, uh, there are three permanent centres in, in downtown Toronto that are open and have regular hours uh, and they're permanent, you know, locations. But outside of, of Toronto, for example, um, there are many locations that we set up uh, on a regularly scheduled basis when the donors are eligible to donate again. And, and the community just knows that, oh, our blood donor clinic, it's at the community centre or, you know, ours may be at the church. And we kind of have these regularly scheduled community clinics uh, where we come into town every couple months and we we donate. And this is all part of the way we collect blood and how we manage our inventory across the country. We have to plan it out so very far in advance to be able to ensure that hospitals have the blood that they need when they need it. And at this time of year, the reason you and I are having this discussion today, and this is a reminder for everybody, because you could find yourself in a situation where you need to be a recipient of blood. This is a time of year when the stockpile gets a little bit lower, yes? It's true. The summer is our most challenging time, and so we do tend to see a bit of a dip in our attendance and our inventories as well. Hello? Oh, sorry. We've just uh, we've got another caller on the line, um, so we'll have to we'll let Elen go, but blood.ca is where you can go to find out more information about the Canadian Blood Services and the Blood Drive at this time of year and around around the clock and around the 365 days on the calendar. We're coming up to quarter to one. It's Jane for Libby. And thank you to Elaine. We lost her on the phone there from Canadian Blood Services. But I'm up still next... Here. Are you still here? Oh, you're still there. Okay, you can, <laughs> you can finish up the message and then, and then we'll move along. Yeah, I heard the dial tone. I wasn't sure if it was me or not. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, it wasn't your fault. Go ahead. So, yeah, I just, I want everybody to know that for sure, this is the, the, you know, we're coming off a very challenging summer for sure. Um, So it's really important as we head back to school to get back into those routines to make sure that we fill the bank. Uh, You know, Kim brought up a very good point. Um, You know, a a very um, longtime donor, a 100 plus donor had once told me that, you know, that's why she donates as well. You never know. It could be me that needs it one day, someone in my family, uh, someone close to me. And how can you ever think, you know, they call it a blood bank. How could I ever think of making a withdrawal if I've never made a deposit? Excellent. Thank you so much again. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for having us, Jane. St. Pierre at Canadian Blood Services. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.